Welcome, party people. We are back for another episode of The Sales Ladder, your podcast to think crazy differently about sales, brought to you by GetAccept. I'm your host, Thomas Igu, and this week I have the pleasure of welcoming Laura Leap from Sam Sarah to the show. So, Laura, welcome and thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, Thomas, for having me. Pleasure to be here. Great. Well, Laura, as is the tradition with the show, uh, first question first, what's the craziest thing you've done in sales? It's funny because when I saw this question, I, I have, I've heard people sending like shoes in the mail and be like, get, get the shoe in or something like that. And I was thinking, man, have I ever, have I done something like that's kind of like crazy? I think the craziest thing that I've done is when I'm like outbounding, I've um, sent like calendar invites over to prospects that I've like never spoken to. And so I'll send them a calendar invite and then they'll think that it's coming from like, like a higher up or something approved it. So they'll just click yes and like show up to my demo, even though like they've never even spoken with me. So I've done that a few times. I feel like that's kind of like crazy out of the box. I feel like that's as crazy as I get with myself. But it's something different. They get accepted a lot of the time. So um, it works. So sending as, blank calendar invites out. <laughs> as long as it works, that's all that matters, right? As long as it works, yeah. Perfect. Well, Laura, one of the reasons uh, I invited you to the show actually is um, I saw a post by one of your colleagues, I think, Danielle Boyce, um, who was praising you on, on LinkedIn. And looking a bit more into, into you and, and your profile, I, I see that you're smashing your quotas quite consistently. Uh, so I wanted to explore why that is um, and how AEs listening to us can try and mimic you in a sense. So from a first perspective, I wanted to see what do you feel Samsara as an organization is doing to enable you to smash your quotas. Yeah. I seriously cannot say enough good things about Samsara. I feel like the leadership here, the my manager, my director, um, I mean, it's just in such incredible leadership. They're very transparent as well. Um, I work really, really closely with our sales engineers who answer more of the technical side, our marketing team with like webinars. They create sales off cadences for us. But at the end of the day, what Samsara is doing, I feel like Samsara has such like an open, like best practice. Um, everyone's helping each other and chipping in. Um, so it's like the benefit, the, the benefit for the greater good. Um, and I feel like with that inclusivity, with, with everyone being a part of it, um, I feel like a lot of best practices are shared. So I feel like it's easier to hit quota when everyone's sharing those. Um, so that way everyone's benefiting and it's benefiting the company overall as well. And I don't know if uh, from your previous experience, if, if you can share it or compare it, say, with, with previous organizations you worked with, is there anything specific that you've not seen or, or not heard of uh, being done at other organizations? Or is it just that they're doing, you know, that few extra percentages better than, than others? I think the transparency is really, really different at Samsara. I feel like leadership and ma like our managers are very transparent with like our goals, with where the company is going, with uh, what they want us to do. Um, but then even just like the individuals here at Samsara, the individual contributors such as myself, I've never been a part of such like an inclusive team who's wanting everyone to succeed. So it's not like 
it's not, it's either me or you it's okay. Let's all of us, um, do, do a good job and, and make a lot of money doing so. Um, so that goes hand in hand with, with quota. And the reason why I've been so, so successful as well is I've always viewed quota as like a benchmark as a starting point. So it's never like, Oh, okay. Let me, like my goal this, this quarter is to hit quota. Like I've never said that it's always been like, how fast can I hit quota? Right. So that way I can enjoy accelerators and I can, um, really kind of get into the fun of it and, and make good money as well, which is nice and, um, build my book and business within Samsara as well. Um, so with like outbounding trials, I'm super aggressive throughout my entire process. So that plays into the lofty goals. Um, I set deadlines. I try to remain in control a lot of the time. I feel like it's easy in sales to feel like you don't have control within the process, but I feel like with deadlines and keeping the customer accountable, it helps me. Um, I mean, know what one, like I'm going to, what I'm planning on having that quarter, like what deals are going to close and be realistic about it as well. Um, and then remaining confident the entire time as well. I feel like getting on the phone, I mean, it's hard getting on the phone every single day, making cold calls, outbounding, but the more confident you sound as a person, uh, going into it and just on the phone as well, you portray that confidence and those customers can hear you. If I show up to a phone call and I'm stumbling through my words, or um, I just seem a little self-conscious, or I'm not confident on the phone, they can sense that too. So I think that's definitely helped as well. Just to, um, to to get a better understanding, how what would you say is the average length of your sales cycles? Uh, I, I try to keep it a little short. <laughs> uh, I would say. My average is probably like 45 days. Um, I mean, they they can go as long as, I mean, 100 plus days. They can go as long as, uh, I'd say the average is around 45 for me. Um, I try to keep it pretty consistent because I feel like they can drag on really, really easily if you don't keep your customer accountable and you don't set expectations, especially um, beforehand, during um, your the negotiation phase or just like we do trials at Samsara. So through the trial uh, making sure that the expectations are clear, like, hey, this is when we're going to start negotiating contracts um, and like whether or not we're going to move forward with this. Um, but just keeping it casual. I've, I'm very casual with my prospects. So they text me on my work phone and I feel like keeping that open line of communication helps as well. Yeah. And when you talk about remaining in control and, and being aggressive while staying casual, of course, um, how... How, how do you do that precisely? So do you share a kind of um, timetable of expectations in advance or is it uh, before each step you share what's going to happen at the next step or, or how, how do you do that? Yeah, in the beginning. So when I'm sending um, some trial units out or I'm sending um, like, hey, you can trial our platform, um, I give them 30 days and I'll put like the end date. Um, so I'll give them some room to like to for like install and stuff like that. Obviously, it's very different per tech company. Samsara has a hardware, so we have to wait for like shipping and things like that. Um, so I'll give them a little bit wiggle room. But then once those 30 days hit, um, I send them an end date where it's like, hey, your free trial ends on this day um, to make it very clear for them. And then outline the process as well, where it's like we're going to have two trial check-in calls. And then on the trial check-in calls, I'll say like one dash two. Um, just to make it very clear <laughs> that like, Hey, we're having two right here. Then we'll have like a con we'll have, like, go over contracts and pricing at the end, but just so they're aware of like, Hey, this, this is how we run things at Samsara. Uh, and I feel like the ball's in my court. 
Um, but at the same time, I want the customer to also feel that they're somewhat like in control, but really, really like I'm running the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, going into that and, and, and uh, because now I, I already asked you from, from Samsara's perspective, but from, from your personal perspective, what do you feel contributes most to your success? Is it the uh, remaining in control or, or is it something else from prospecting, researching or negotiation or? I feel like it comes from even uh, like, like even prior to Samsara, I was a D1 athlete in college. And I feel like just like that athlete mentality of I'm, I'm not an average player. I never want to be just average or I, I don't want to suck. Like I don't want to be at the bottom of the totem pole. Um, so going into it where it's like, I mean, with that athlete mentality, of, okay, how can I be the best? How can I get that recognition? Because no one wants to just be an average player. So bringing that from being a college athlete into Samsara, I mean, I like the competitiveness of sales where it's like, there's a leaderboard and people win people. I mean, lose, obviously I'm not, I'm not hoping anyone loses, but, um, that competitive edge, I feel like with that, like mentality, um, that athlete mentality that I have from, from, um, back in the day has really helped me, especially in sales. So sales is, uh, is a pretty stressful job. Um, whether you're successful or not, actually. Uh, I know myself from my own experience in sales a long time ago, not that successful, but I definitely felt the stress. So how how do you handle the stress of every month uh, starting from scratch, uh, new competition, both internally with new recruits and externally with new competitors, um, going after new clients constantly? Um, yeah, how, how do you handle that? Yeah, I feel like it's, it's all in the preparation. So over here at Samsara um, on the AE2 level, we're on the quarter system. And so if you're preparing for that quarter at the beginning of the quarter, I feel like you're already behind. So when I start preparing, for example, for example, for next quarter, I'm like 30, 60 days out thinking about, okay, what do I have? What can I source right now that I can put into trial now that will have a close date of, of that first quarter month, right? So in my mind, I'm always thinking, okay, I want to try to hit quota month one of the quarter. So quarters, I was three months. When How can I hit quota? Maybe one, month one, month one and a half. Um, so that way I have an edge. I can get into those accelerators and everything. So I prepare 30 to 60 days in advance for a quarter before it even starts for that quarter. So um, while I'm busy closing out basically everything at the end of one quarter, I'll also focus on, okay, I need to really build pipeline generation for the following. So that way, when that new quarter starts, I'm not just starting that quarter on that very first day. I've already started it 30 days ago. And now I have things that are about to close week one, week two, week three, which helps me get to quota that month one of three and then end at two, 300%. So all about working smarter, not harder there. Yeah. Well, when you talked about best practices earlier, is it something that, that you do yourself kind of coaching or training uh, other sales reps within the organization? Or is the competitiveness inside of you want to keep the best practices for yourself so you can be, you know, number one on the, on the sales, on the leaderboard, like you mentioned? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've been team lead at Samsara on, on almost on every single position that I've been in. So I was a team lead when I was an ADR here. I was a team lead when I was an AE1. And I'm, I'm newish to AE2, but I'm definitely going for team lead here as well. 
And to me, I'm all about sharing best practices because at the end of the day, if I tell you, Thomas, what I'm doing, right, you're not Laura Leap. So you're not going to have the same the same edge that, that I do, that that's going to make me successful, even if you're sending out the same cadence that I do, right? Or even if you're sending, if you do the same, I mean, whatever, whatever process, right? Even if you replicate what I'm doing, you're not me at the end of the day. And being me is my most competitive edge, not the cadence that I'm using, not um, the Zoom info trick that I use or whatever. So I'm all about sharing best practices because um, I'm the secret, me. <laughs> 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 Great mindset. I like it. Um, so, so tell me, what what do you love about sales? I I think I mean just like I said previously, I love the the competitiveness. I I think I mean I wouldn't be obviously having like a commission based um, pay right isn't for everyone. I like it though because I feel like hey, if I'm working harder than than you are, why are we getting paid the same? So I like in sales, like I can work my butt off and I can get paid more than you because I'm working my butt off. So I'm getting compensated for how hard you work. Um, I also like, I mean, in sales, if you do poorly or if you do well, it's, it's up to you. It's no, you can't blame. Oh, well, like this, I mean, obviously deal deals fall through the cracks and stuff happens, but at the end of the day, you're in control of your own destiny. And I like that as well about sales too. So all about the, uh, the competition and being in control. You can always blame marketing and the bad leads otherwise, right? Yeah, <laughs> all up inbounds. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well, I also always ask that question and sometimes, you know, I get feedback that maybe it's a, it's a bit of a strong word, but w- what do you hate or say, what do you dislike about sales? What do I dislike about sales? Um, I mean, sometimes it can be tiring. Um, I mean, it's the starting every um, every if, if people are on month or a month quotas or quarterly quotas, starting over um, is is can be exhausting sometimes. And once you get off a really really good quarter, right? It's like okay, let's do it, let's do it again. Um, so I mean, sometimes that, that can be a little bit draining. But I feel like, I mean, trusting your process, right? Taking it some time off when you can just to help recharge. Um, that helps me personally. Um, but it can be tiring too. So I feel like the, the restart um, over and over and over again, I feel like is, I mean, that's part of sales. That is sales, right? But uh, I think it can be the most tiring part as well sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. A bit of a groundhog day feeling. In yep, a sense. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, what I thought could be interesting is also if you if you kind of walked us through, and I know there is never a typical day. Uh, every day is different. Uh, but but still, <laughs> I will ask the question. Uh, if, if you could kind of walk us through a typical day as an AE at Samsara. Yeah. And I have this like, I'll, I'll show it here. I mean, this like book right here that I use it has all my to-dos and stuff. So I'm a big... I, I like to write things down to be able to like, like physically cross it off. Um, I mean, even like in my personal life, I'll write down, like I'll be at the grocery store and I'll come back. I'm like, Oh, I didn't have that on my to-do list. And I'll say, get groceries just to like cross it off. <laughs> even though like I already went. So I'm that kind of like OCD organized person. Um, but every single day before I start the day. So that night previous, the previous night, I'll make a to-do list of items that I want to get done that next day. And so it just helps. And I mean, this is me like, like while I'm watching TV with my husband, like writing down like, okay, I, I want to send this email and I want to do this and I want to do that. 
So I'll write down like a list of like 10 items to do for my next day, just for a little bit more like structure. Um, I do some call blocking too, that, um, that helps me. I didn't always do that, but just making sure, Hey, I'm taking time The right now is outbounding or right now I'm focusing on my pipeline, um, things like that. But, um, normally, I mean, like I said, write down my to-do list. I have a book that I keep every single day. So I write my to-do list items in it the night before of what to do. So just reading, like, for example, for today, I have on-site planning, low activity accounts. I have specific accounts of what I'm supposed to do. Um, or recertification doc, um, things like that. I mean, it can be an add-on order. It can be sales off calls, sales off tasks, um, things like that. So there, sometimes it can be like account specific, but then other times it's like, oh, hey, I know that today I want to um, outbound or I want to create 10 new accounts in, in Salesforce um, or create or add on 10 new accounts. So specifics like that, it's very specific to what, what individuals are doing within their pipeline. Um, but I feel like just going in with that sort of structure. Also, sales loft, I use sales loft tasks a lot um, for like who I'm supposed to call when. So if someone t- says like, hey, like um, Laura, call me in 30 days, I'll put that into the sales loft tasks and say, hey, call in 30 days. And then I'll leave some like notes for myself to remember why. Um, so just staying on top of things that way. One, with my planner that I'm like writing everything down in, but then two, utilizing the tools that Sansara um, provides for us um, to help my to help me stay on track and stay on top of everything. Cause I feel like going back to remaining in control, it's really easy to forget to send an email or forget to send a follow-up or you forget what date you're supposed to follow up on, but like writing everything down, whether it's in my, my, like my paper journal here uh, or my, my paper calendar or with tasks on Salesforce, I think every single day I start my day and rather than, Oh, what am I supposed to do today? I know exactly what I'm doing. I know exactly who I'm calling. I know exactly what I'm supposed to do. Um, so I leave no room for mess ups that way. Yeah. I I like writing things down, actually. I have uh, all the interview questions here written down on a piece of paper <laughs> instead <laughs> of on another screen. It also helps me memorize it. So it's also, I think, uh, you have more of a mental um, reminder or recognition uh, in a sense. Um, yeah. You mentioned Salesforce, I guess, which you use as as your CRM then, and and SalesLoft as well. Uh, I wanted to to quickly go into that because you also talked earlier about uh, working harder, uh, smarter. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> uh, working smarter, not harder. Uh, so so is technology or kind of tools like that uh, one way that that at Samsara you you use to to work smarter and not harder. Yeah. So, I mean, Samsara, we have a, a bunch of tools. And then I also use tools like outside of Samsara as well that don't necessarily require like uh, a SaaS license. So, I mean, Samsara specific, I mean, I use uh, obviously Salesforce, SalesLoft. I use Zoom Info a lot. So, for example, when I close an account, I'll go into Zoom Info and I look up um, accounts within that same zip code that, that I just closed the account and then reference it. Say, oh, hey, I just closed... XYZ account, like, um, uh, and then I'll reference that to this like outbound customer. So I find a lot of accounts that way. And I feel like that's something that's a little bit unique that a lot, not a lot of people do. And it's going the extra step of like, okay, let's see what other, what other accounts or what other uh, companies are within that same vicinity that I can easily name drop. Um, and then I also use a platform. Um, oh, we use Gong as well. So I'll, like people listen to calls and it's easy to 
um, touch base, especially with like top performers listening to calls or saying, oh, how are they phrasing um, a, a negotiation or, or stuff like that? And then um, I use something called IntraSnap as well. It's, it doesn't require a SaaS license. I just do this on my own. Um, but it's like a, a gifting platform or a charitable gifting platform. So, um, for example, like when I send um, a trial out, I'll send them a follow-up email being like, oh, hey, thanks so much, Thomas, for connecting. Like, super excited to work with you. Um, and like, as to show my appreciation, I want to donate like $25 to a charity of your choice. And like, it'll send a link and then they can choose a charity of their choice. So I've gotten a lot of people who have chosen their daughter's basketball league or um, something is really, really specific that way. Um, and that helps me create an, a, like a very personal talking point um, to, to then have additional conversations, but not just about Sansara and our product, but like, oh, wow, that's cool. Your daughter plays basketball. Like, are you, and then he, he, I found out he's a basketball coach at high school. Um, so doing that as well. So intro stuff is something that I use off to the side. That's something unique, um, but just creating that more personalized touch, which yeah. is nice um, and building on rather than just viewing me as a salesperson, all of a sudden we're talking about their kids or we're talking about their brother or, or just like something close and near to dear to their heart, which is fun. Yeah. that That's actually a good idea. Um, good tip. Yeah. Um, good. Well, last question um, that, that I had is um, I was reading then and uh, correct me if I'm wrong as well that you're the first female team lead in the Atlanta division at Samsara. Correct yeah, so yeah. far. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, <laughs> so good. I've done my good research then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, so why do you think um, there are so few women in sales or at least in uh, kind of uh, leadership positions? Uh, that, that'll be part one of the question. And then part two, uh, what do you think can be done to have a better gender balance than in that regards? Yeah. And I feel like this, I mean, this is a heavy question, right? So, I mean, I think overall there is a disparity in the numbers of men and women in tech, in the tech world, just in general, like not only in sales. Um, and it's not just Samsara either. It's most tech companies where you don't find a lot of women in senior leader leadership positions or in sales. And I feel like that alone can 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 discourage people, especially women, right? Because I feel like it's it's hard for some people to imagine themselves in a role where no one there is like them, right? So if they're seeing um, people in leadership positions and they're all male, right? Um, why would they say they want to be? Or it just it, it discourages that if you can't see someone or you can't. It's hard for you to visualize yourself in that yeah. position. Um, but I feel like having more role models and women kicking ass in sales encourages other women to, to follow and shows them that it's possible. Right. So I feel like the more women that, that, that are trailblazers that are able to do it um, and able to, and rise up to the top, I feel like for the people, for the women below them, they say, Oh, well she can do it. So I can do it too. Um, and I feel like we're just now getting there a little bit more and more. I feel like bef before it was hard because not a lot of women um, had that or had role models to look up to. I've read the book um, Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg a ton. I feel like she does a really good job of like describing this. I feel like a couple quotes that I really stood out to me were real change will come when powerful women are less of an exception. Um, and I feel like that's always really stood out to me. Um, and then two, I feel like, I mean, 
and Sheryl Sandberg's world um, words, a truly equal world would be one where women ran half of our countries and companies and men ran half our homes. Um, so just that is such a strong quote to me where, again, it goes back to the visualization part. How can women and young girls like visualize themselves in higher up positions or as present or things like this when there's never been those people before them? Um, so I feel like hopefully I'm doing a small part in contributing to being um, like paving the way for other people to, to show like, Hey, I, I can do this. You guys can do this too. Cause it's not just say, it's not a me versus them. I'm all about, you know, the more women, the, more, the merrier. So um, that's, that's a goal of mine. Yeah. And because I had this discussion in, in a previous episode actually as well. Um, and I don't know yourself, are you part of any, um, associations or organizations to kind of support women in tech or in cells? Uh, is that something that you're personally a part of? Or Yeah, yeah. And we have it within Samsara as well, which I absolutely love. So I'm part of, women, we have a Women of Samsara group, which is like super active. Before COVID, we would have like in-person happy hours and things like that. We've recently transitioned to Zoom happy hours and getting creative that way, but we'll have like guest speakers and stuff. And then I'm also helping start, um, we have like different women of Samsara branches. So I just recently relocated to the Atlanta branch of Samsara. Um, so I'm helping kickstart a women of Atlanta um, branch. So I'm helping kickstart that. I was an active member of WISE. Um, I Pretty much post-pandemic, um, I've been a little less active these days as well. But those are three groups that I'm a part of currently that that's paving the way and helping out with, with getting more women in sales and leadership positions as well. Cool. Well, Laura, that's um, that's all the questions for today. But thanks a lot. You seem to to be doing a kick-ass job, so <laughs> keep at it. Um, and yeah, thanks for being um, a guest of the show today. I think uh, just so the audience knows as well, we had a few tech issues. We were disconnected, I think, twice. But uh, hopefully, the editing skills. Uh, of the team will make it that it flows well. Um, and if you want to uh, yeah, listen to more episodes of The Sales Ladder, feel free to follow us on LinkedIn to keep updated on uh, our upcoming guests. And again, Laura, it was a real pleasure to have you today. Yes, thank you so much, Thomas. And sorry again for the power outages. Hopefully uh, <laughs> putting your editing skills to a test here. But thank you so much for having me on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, thank you very much. Have a good Cheers. one. You too. Bye.